This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Todd and Friends Podcast, brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Greg Snow sitting in for Todd Bergeth on a beautiful Thursday morning. Trending apparently to be not a beautiful day, but we'll get to that. Uh, Mike, you're our normal guest, Mike Grimm, on with us here on this lovely Thursday. And a big day, Mike. It is draft day in the NFL. Are you going to be glued to the TV tonight? I, I will for sure watch some of it. Yeah, I'll probably flip back and forth between that. I'll watch a little Twins, but... Um... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be interested. I, I'm interested to see what the Vikings do, um, and I'm interested to see what the rest of the league does as well. Yeah, it's uh, let's talk about a couple different storylines. I'm not going to bury the lead, as Todd blames me for doing quite often. Um, for us, obviously, Mike, you being a, the gopher radio guy, two big names stand out for us and to see where they're going to go tonight, and that is um, uh, the Schmitz kid and then Mo Ibrahim. Those are the two that I got my eye on. What are you hearing out there for both of them? Yeah, well, for sure, John Michael Schmitz will be the first gopher picked. Uh, the question is, will it be tonight in the first round or tomorrow in the second round? I, I think it'll most likely be tomorrow, early second round. Um, I think you know the kids from Chicago, I think the Bears, who need offensive line help everywhere, um, like him. And they have all those picks stockpiled uh, early <clears throat> Excuse me, in that second round, so including, I think, the first pick of the second round. So I, I would, if I had to guess, if you, if I wanted to get real specific, I think the Bears will, will, uh, will, will take a run at him, uh, and it'll likely be early second round. Now, Muhammad Ibrahim's a totally different um, deal because his production does not match where he's kind of projected. He, yep. he, is, he is way down the draft boards on a lot of places. He just does not have that breakaway speed, which we all – you know, we know that, but that isn't the – I mean, look, running back, it's great if they have sprinter speed, but um, there are other factors to make a great running back, as we've seen with Ibrahim for, uh, you know, four-plus years now. Um, so I, I think he'll get drafted. There is a chance he, he could not hear his name through all the seven rounds. It, it, you know, that there's a chance of that. Um, I, I heard through the grapevine that the Ravens like him. Um, the Vikings even like him a little bit, so who knows? Um, but it probably will not happen until Saturday for Ibrahim, uh, which would be rounds four through seven, somewhere in there, if, it, if, if he is picked. Mike, you just said something interesting. I love to piggyback on things that uh, my guests say. Um, the Ravens seem to have an infatuation with gopher players. It, do you see that throughout the NFL, that sometimes they just – they like a, a college system and fine players. I mean, we got Bateman. We got uh, who's the big kid they took last year? There's the yeah, the Fall tight, Lely. Yeah, Fall yeah. Lely. So, Mike, is this a thing? I, I think I think so. I, I think that the Ravens are um, a little bit of an old school kind of team. Uh, they care about culture. Uh, they care about um, how a player is going to handle himself. Um, they also. Uh, now, while they're a little new age in offense because they have a quarterback in Lamar Jackson, and who knows what's going to head because they've obviously had some issues with trying to get him signed. 
um, uh, they, they are new age enough, but I think they're old school as well. And if you look at some of their draft picks, they're just kind of, uh, they're the kind of, they, I think, are a franchise that when they operate, they do look at production a little bit more maybe than others. Uh, remember, they also drafted the center from Iowa, Tyler Linderbaum. Oh, that's um, right. The guy just a mauler, right? He, he, he was arguably the best, uh, productive, most productive center, you know, in the last uh, five to ten years in college football. Um, and he had a, he had a grade similar to what um, John Michael Schmitz has, and I want to say that that was late first round last year for the Ravens. So um, they 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 kind of like a guy that produces. So anyway, I, who knows? Um, I, I had just heard through the grapevine that the Ravens really liked him, and um, and of course he's from Baltimore. Uh, Muhammad's from Baltimore, so that would be good for for him to be. Uh, you know, headed back home. Oh. So we'll see if that if that indeed uh, goes, but we'll have to wait. I, it won't be first round. It won't be second round. Um, it, it, the, the thing that I like about Mo, um, and it's weird because um, running backs have that short shelf life, yep. right? They they look at um, you know by the time you hit twenty eight, twenty nine years old, you're, you're on a downhill slide. Yep. And the and the and the running back position has been devalued anyway um, around the league. I mean, we'll likely. I would say maybe maybe tonight, who knows, but I would think in the next little while we're going to figure out what the future for Dalvin Cook even is because right. he's signed to a big deal. And just the way things are valued and the, the salary cap issues that the Vikings have, it, it, it could be that he won't be a Viking. You know, It could be that, uh, that they'll have to ship him and, and unload that contract. Uh, uh, anyway, the, um, with, with uh, Ibrahim, um, you know, if you're going to waste, and I say waste, I, I better say use a early pick <laughs> on a running back. You're going to want that running back to be 21 years old, right? 22 yep. years old. Um, you're going to want the all prime years. I think in most case, but because of where he is valued in terms of the draft, fifth, sixth, seventh round, something like that, he's 24, and uh, you're probably not going to pick a 24 year old first round running back. That said. Uh, this guy's been through some battles, right? So yep. his shelf life is probably um, short. He's t- he's had a lot of carries. Um, he's old, but if you're thinking like a football team should, you're saying, "Gosh, I can get a 24 year old, highly experienced running back who has no problem playing special teams. Did it at Minnesota. Um, has a great story. He's a great leader." Um, is going to be great for the locker room. And by gosh, he might be a pretty good football player too. Um, and I can get this guy on um, what he's probably going to be a one contract guy and it's going to be a rookie deal, um, you know, for four years. And that might be all I need. Um, I'm going to take him in the fifth, sixth, seventh round because that's a great pick at that point. Maybe he ain't a great pick, uh, ain't, maybe isn't a great pick at one in the first round because of age. But later on, it, it all, the, the script almost flips because you're, one, the, the, obviously later on, the, the picks aren't uh, quite as worthwhile usually. And um, sometimes you take a flyer on a guy that's really young or has a lot of potential but hasn't produced. I think the same can be said for let's take a flyer on a guy who's rushed for almost 5,000 career yards. He's 24. He's experienced, great character, um, been productive. And we can get a guy that's a veteran already uh, on a rookie contract. So I think that will help him. I think he'll get drafted. Um, but um, when you look at the production, the numbers, the 50-plus touchdowns, you know, you would think he would be uh, higher than a you know fifth, sixth, seventh-round guy, but that's probably where it's going to be. Yeah, an adult in the room is always a good thing, uh, you know, when you don't have to deal with all rookies. We know that uh, past coaches yeah. like Zimmer hated rookies, and that was probably part of the reason. They just 
didn't uh, they just weren't ready. And so that's a good take, Mike. I had him in the, I'm having him in the sixth round. I think you're right on the flyer bit. I also think that people don't understand that a third running back on a team is almost always a special teamer. You brought up a great point with that, and they just have to do that. Mike, tell me a little bit about the two cornerbacks. Tell me about Jordan Howden and Ter- uh, Terrell Smith. Uh, they're yep. also being projected to possibly being late draft picks. Uh, defensive back is a is an intriguing position because I I always think they're all flyers anyways. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about those guys. Yeah, so tea time. Terrell Smith is probably going to be the second Gopher drafted, I would say. Um, and what it sounds like is he could go maybe as high as the third round and maybe slip all the way back into the you know the last couple. You know that that's the that's the beauty of the draft. We're just not for sure. Uh, he is a speed. Uh, guy, we knew that he was a high school track champion in Georgia. Um, had one of the fastest 100 yard times as a senior in high school. Came in and started as a freshman for PJ Fleck right away. And then, if you remember, um, the Gophers then got the transfer Benjamin St. Juice from Michigan, and he came in and beat out uh, Terrell Smith. And so Terrell Smith didn't play as much. And that, I think, that shook his confidence a little. He just Start when he did get his chances, he was a little inconsistent. Then he had a nagging hamstring injury his junior year that kept him off the field for multiple weeks. And by the time all of a sudden you're looking like, man, that guy was a starter as a freshman, and I liked him a lot. Tall, he's six one, uh, big, not scared to tackle, and he runs. He's fast. I mean, he's he's one of the faster players in the Big Ten. Um, and all of a sudden you look down, and it's like, man, he's a senior already. He started as a freshman. Got beat out by Benjamin St. Juice, who, by the way, plays for who the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I think, Washington. Now. Yep, and and they're good buddies. They uh, I, I talked to T Time at Pro Day a few weeks ago, and um, he and um, Benjamin St. Juice are good pals. And he said St. Juice has been helping him through this. So here's what to expect. And uh, Smith is from Georgia, Snellville, Georgia, but he has created enough roots here that they're actually going to be watching the draft this weekend. He and his family in Minneapolis. He's here. He trained here, and um, and then he he laid down a great forty time at the combine. Um, he's interviewed well. It sounds like he's a great character kid, and I do think um, the 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 scouts, if they really know, um, you know, if they really dig in, I think I think his story shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a red flag. I think it should be the opposite. You know, this kid fought through some things, and then all of a sudden became as a senior then. Uh, one of the top defensive backs in the Big Ten. Um, and a lot of work went into that to regain that confidence, to stay healthy. Um, to he, he worked hard in the offseason at flexibility, um, you know, kind of those flexible hips, you know, the swivel hips that a cornerback needs. Um, he worked extra time on that every single day for almost two years to get more flexible, which also, also I think, helped injury prevention-wise. Um, he would come to practice early. And the strength and conditioning staff would put him through these flexibility workouts, and that has certainly helped. So, it's a long answer on tea time. Um, I, you know, I, I think he'll be an NFL player, um, and I think a team would be good to use a middle round pick on him. And then Jordan Howden is a safety, actually, not a cornerback. Oh. Um, he that said, he ran a good enough forty time, which which honestly surprised me a little. Not, you know, he's been a four year starter. Great story. Started as a walk on here. Uh, got thrown into the fray as a freshman due to injury and w- and really struggled and then turned into just a really productive player. But I did not, you know, I, I guess at his position, you just really never 
um, had to notice it too much, but I did not know he'd lay down the type of 40 he did. And because of that, there are some rumblings, and it may be of what you've seen, that, hey, this guy is a safety at college, but he he's versatile enough. He could play um, you know, a nickelback. You know, maybe he'll be the you know be a fifth defensive back where he would have some more coverage duties or a, a, a slot back. Um, and and he played special teams all four years. You know, Ibrahim played special teams early, but um, you know by the time he was solidified at running back, you're not going to risk injury. Uh, uh, Jordan Howden was um, was a quad team member one year, which means he's on all four of the teams: kick return, kick coverage, punt return, punt coverage. Um, and so when you're in the NFL and you got a 53-man roster, and I think you only travel 47 on road games, um, guys who can um, do special teams can play nickel, can yep. play safety if need be. Um, I mean, remember Cam Bynum, uh, when he first came in, they weren't sure, is he going to be a corner, is he going to be a slot, um, is he going to be a safety, It turns in, and he turns into a starting safety, and then he still plays special teams some too. Um, you know, I don't know if he's going to be like that, but I, I think there's some similarities there in terms of what what Howden can provide. And I, I think he probably has about a fifth round grade on him. So I would think he'll go on Saturday. And um, he's a kid from San Diego, California, and uh, again, a good story. Mike, awesome to hear some of the Gopher Gophers and where they're projected to go, and we'll keep an eye on them now. On to bigger and better things. I, you said you, yeah. uh, you, you know, you were interested in the Vikings. But before we get to the Vikes, I want to ask you about this IQ test thing that Mr. C.J. Stroud uh, apparently bombed. Um, is that a red flag for you? Do you think he'll drop because of this, or is this a ploy by somebody out there to hopefully have him drop in value for them to pick him up? That's a great question. I don't know the answer. I, I do think you know that that um, that there's a reason they deliver those tests, and if you're going to give the test and then uh, not pay attention to the outcome, whether it's good or bad, or what have you, then why even give the test? So yeah, I suppose that's a red flag for some teams. Um, uh, to me, the red flag on C.J. Stroud is the fact that he played with with just this bevy of riches, right? I mean, yes. he, had, uh, he had all these great receivers, he had a great offensive line, um, and, and, and I guess my theory is a lot of quarterbacks would have had big numbers in that offense last year right he's got he has three or four first round picks um receiver wise he had a great tight end that they really didn't use that much and the offensive line is all going to get drafted at when they're eligible to draft and so the question is um <laughs> so he goes to carolina uh, or or texas uh houston the houston texans um uh, all things being equal, that's not going to, you know, he, he literally, I mean, this isn't, this isn't even hyperbole. He literally had better receivers at Ohio State than he's going to have at either of those two places, right. probably, right? For sure. So, um, and, and going up against defensive backs that aren't going to be nearly as good. So to me, the red flag is how good is he? Um, we've seen just a host of Ohio State quarterbacks for, for years now just be great. Some of them have been decent in the NFL. I think Josh Fields has a chance to be really good um, at Chicago, but so far, basically, he's been a running back that's played quarterback. Right? Um, we saw um, the late Dwayne Haskins. Uh, you know, he had that unfortunate, uh, obviously, uh, death. Um, he was a high round pick. He he was a productive player because he had all that talent. Not very good in the NFL. Um, you know, Cardell Jones, not very good in the NFL. And several other Ohio State quarterbacks aren't even in the NFL. I'm just trying to think back to some of those guys, um, J.T. Barrett and some others. 
Um, so uh, to me, that's a bigger red flag. How, how does that translate into the NFL than any test or anything else? It's one to be productive. It's you know, but but look, that that Ohio State system is a machine, um, and they have I don't know how many first round NFL wide receivers they have. Um, they're going to have another one tonight. Um, they had three, was it last year? I can't remember now. So to me, that's the question. Uh, a guy that that moves into uh, a new spot, and if you're going to get drafted high, that normally means you're going to go to a bad team that yeah, oh, yeah. have a lot of talent. So, so to me, that's the red flag uh, on him. So, um, uh, unlike maybe some other quarterbacks who have who have had to do it with less talent and had to really do some things. So we'll see. I, I if you held a gun to my head and said, "Hey, uh, bust or or beast," I think I'd probably go bust with C.J. Stroud just 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 because of of history with Ohio State quarterbacks and nothing personal with him. And when I say bust, I don't mean like he's never going to start a game, but um, I don't think he's going to be a multiple Pro Bowl kind of quarterback, which is kind of what you hope you're going to yes. get if you pick him number two, right? Yes. So. But but there's been a lot of top five quarterback pick that have never been that great, you know. So um, it, it that that's you know the Jets are the Jets are traded for a 39 year old Aaron Rodgers because they've blown what three or four top five or ten picks in the last ten years on quarterbacks that have not panned out. Um, so it's not an easy deal, and more often than not, it doesn't work. And so we'll see with Stroud. I mean, heck, we'll see with uh, with Bryce Young. Yeah, you know uh, where it sounds like he's probably going one. I think that's the big rumor now, and that would be to to Carolina. And and then the other question is because you can never can count on anything. Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner from USC, is going to be coming out next year probably. And so if you're a team with let's say like the sixth pick and you really do need quarter a quarterback. Um, do you want to take a chance on, on at that point, or maybe the eighth pick? Do you want to take a chance at that point on um, the third or fourth best quarterback yeah. in this draft, or just go because you're already you're going to need if you're if you're picking there, you're, you need you need across the board help. Pick whoever the best guy is at that point, at regardless of position. And I'm not saying you you tank, but um, next year if Caleb Williams is the real deal, stockpile some picks, stockpile some players, make a trade, and go get that guy. You know, so there's a lot, so much that goes into it. Particularly if you need the quarterback, Vikings, of course, sitting here at 23. Um, you know, there there's some rumblings that they might be looking at a quarterback, knowing the situation with Cousins, and are they ready to move on after this year? Um, and and honestly, I'm not panicked at all. I, I kind of understand what they're doing um and and i'm not offended by it at all um i like cousins i think he's really good i think he absolutely in the right spot in the right circumstance could 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 win a super bowl um it just hasn't happened and um if if you want to wait and see there's you know so what okay let's say he has a great year then 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 try to throw more money his way and if he doesn't um or if it doesn't work then um then then go elsewhere. So I'm 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 eager to see what where they head and I'm not offended either way by how they're going to do it at this point. Well, Mike, that's well said. I appreciate your Big 10 insight because I have the same feeling about Ohio State quarterbacks and you validated it because you are you watch all Big 10. You see it all. So I appreciate that insight and uh, good luck tonight watching and like you said, I don't think any of us are going to get upset one way or the other because bottom line is Vikings have a lot of needs. And it's going to be yeah. okay. So, Mike, thanks again yeah. for coming on today. Hope you had a great day. You got it. You have a good one, too. Thank you. All right. That's Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers. Football, basketball, a bunch of different things that he does. And we love Mike's insight here on the Todd and Friends podcast, brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC. We hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. Enjoy the draft tonight. 
Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.